Good morning, SRBKL. Well, it's morning where you are, but right now, at the point of this recording, it's afternoon for me. But hello, welcome to our Family Together online service. I hope and pray that you guys are doing okay, even in this MCO period. Uh, for me, you know, my family and I were doing okay. I have a little toddler who uh, is getting a little bit bored. Um, and same for the father as well. He is getting a little bit bored. Uh, I miss uh, interacting with people, miss being able to go to church, to meet all of you guys, and just to uh, worship together. But I thank God that we have this opportunity to have our service online anyway. And this morning, the message that I want to bring to you, or the title of my sermon, uh, the topic of my sermon is this. Fighting fear and finding faith. What do I mean by that? Fear is one of the emotions that we feel in life. And emotions are a natural part of life. You can't run away from it. Uh, you can't avoid it. But you can handle it as it comes. There's this saying. Emotions are like waves. You cannot control the ones that come. But you can choose the ones to serve. And fear plays a part in our life. You know, I, when I was preparing for this sermon, I actually went to um, look at the type of fears that are out there. Let me just tell you about some of them. Maybe you experience some of these fears or you have some of these fears. Uh, for instance, the fear of heights is called aquaphobia. The fear of flying is called aerophobia. Fear of spiders. Some of you may not like spiders. Arachnophobia, even though I've heard or someone once told me that if your house has a lot of spiders, it's a good thing. It means your house is clean. Um, fear of being alone or lonely. Autophobia. Fear of tight and close places. Claustrophobia. Not fear of Santa Claus, but fear of tight places. Fear of dentists. Dentophobia. I, for one, you know, really dreaded the visit to the dentist going up, growing up rather. Uh, fear of public speaking, glossophobia. This happens to some people. Thank God I don't really have that. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to do what I do today. Uh, fear of blood. This I definitely have. Hemophobia. Um, you know, for me, one of the reasons why I could have never been a doctor is just the thought um, and the sight of just a little bit of blood, you know, leaves me queasy. Uh, fear of needles. Trypanophobia. That's what a lot of uh, us have as well. Uh, that's what I kind of have also. That's why I'm not really keen on donating um, blood or even taking a blood test. There are also some unusual fears that I found. Uh, listen to this. The fear of books. Bibliophobia. Maybe some of your kids have that. You know, that's why they are on their phones all the time. Fear of computers. Cyberphobia. Maybe that's what some of us older people have right you know they just have no uh, clue when it comes to computers they are fearful of technology listen to this one fear of teenagers epi biphobia sorry fear of teenagers thank god i don't have that because i wouldn't be able to do uh, what i do as well fear of marriage gamma phobia how bizarre and this one here husbands this one's for you during this mco period the fear of cooking. Now, let me try and pronounce this correctly. Majerocophobia. The fear of cooking. 
Well, maybe some of you can use that if you're not wanting to help your wives in this um, time to cook. Fear of no cell phone coverage. No more phobia. Apparently, it's such a thing as well. Um, and you know, if you are like my wife, you would have this. The fear of lizards, which is, the, which is called herpetophobia. Any of you have that fear of lizards? Um, I'm okay with lizards, but my wife, she hates them. She absolutely has a pure passion, negative passion against lizards. And lastly, fear of spouse. You know what's it called? You ready for it? It is called wisdom. <laughs> if you have the fear of spouse, you are wise, my friend. Just like me, even though I just kind of like add my wife's fears in front of you. But it's all good. But um, this, uh, this morning, uh, I-, I want to talk to you about the type of fear um, that is in a negative sense. Now, you see, there are good types of fears. Like, for example, the fear of God. The fear of God is a reverential kind of fear, you know, where you fear being away from God, you, 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 you fear not having God in your life because you realize the tremendous value that God has, um, that God brings to your life and that who He is, you know, He is awesome. So you don't want to be detached from Him. But the type of fear that I'm talking about is natural fear. Now, I've kind of come up with a simple definition. Natural fear occurs when there is a loss of control or a lack of certainty and further exacerbated when one's support system is tested and found wanting. Now, it's a bit of a mouthful, but basically it means this. Whenever we experience a loss of control over a situation and we face uncertainty, we are now filled with that kind of negative feelings that brings us down. I'm talking about that kind of fear. And in this period, it is natural that we have many, many fears. We don't know when this MCO period will be lifted. We don't know how it will look like after uh, it is lifted, what life would uh, be like. We don't know what the economy situation will be like. The financial situation is going to affect our families and all that. There is a loss of control and there is also a lack of certainty in this time. But I want to encourage you this morning that we have to fight fear and we have to find faith. And you see, when fear comes, it is not a sign to give up, but it's actually a trigger or a warning or a reminder to now refocus ourselves or to kind of like to get things in shape. For example, if you're faced with a very dangerous situation uh, and fear comes upon you, that fear is there to tell you there is danger ahead. You better uh, evaluate the situation and do something about it. And what we need to do right now when fear comes in this period is to find faith. Now, I'm going to define faith for you. I'm going to read from Hebrews 11 verses 1 and 6, and I'm going to be reading from the message version. It says this, The fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith, is a firm foundation where everything that makes life worth living, it's our handle on what we can't see. Verse 6 says this, It is impossible to please God apart from faith. And why? Why? 
Because anyone who wants to approach God must believe both that He exists and that He cares enough to respond to those who seek Him. You see, fear and faith cannot coexist. Fear, in some sense, is unbelief, or I would say weak belief. And when unbelief or weak belief gets an upper hand in our thoughts, fear takes hold of our heart and our emotions. But this day, we have to choose faith. Now, let me break it down to you, the difference between fear and faith, the differences. Uh, Let me contrast it for you. The first thing is this. Fear is a reaction. Faith is a response. Fear is a reaction and faith is a response. You see, reaction is what would normally come. It is a natural state. It is a reflex. It is normal when something doesn't go your way, you get upset. That's normal. It is normal when a loss of control or lack of certainty suddenly comes upon you, it is normal to feel fearful. But remember, I mentioned to you earlier that emotions are like waves. You can choose the ones to serve. Now, it is a choice to actually not react in fear, but to respond in faith. Now, get this. Faith is not the absence of doubt, but the overcoming of it. It doesn't mean that your doubts are not valid. Faith is not blind belief, but faith is a redirection of our belief. We now go back to what we know it's true, and that is the Word of God and the nature of God. We can choose faith. Faith is not a feeling, it is a choice. We can choose to have faith even in uncertain times. Now, the second thing between, a second difference between faith Uh, And fear is this, fear paralyzes, but faith mobilizes. Amen? Fear can cause us to become stuck, paralyzed with indecision. Or fear could cause us to become paralyzed by us making the wrong decisions. Because in our panic, we scramble and we do things that we later on regret. So it's important that we don't react in fear, but we respond in faith. And when we do that, we are able to be mobilized to do the right thing and to make the appropriate decisions. Now, fear is very real. I don't want to uh, downplay or discount what you are facing or what you are feeling. But I want to remind you that there is a greater reality out there. See, fear is the product of the thoughts that you create. And, when, and even though danger and uncertainty are very real, um, but there is a greater reality, there's a greater choice, and that is faith. Now listen to this. Faith is building on what you know is here so you can reach what you know is there. What we know is here is the promise of God, the Word of God, the presence of God. And as we build and focus our thoughts and our life on these things, we can then go through, we can weather this storm and get through it. If God brought us to it, He will bring us through it. 
with faith, by faith, in faith, we can get through these uncertain times. You and your family can do that. Now, the last thing between fear and faith is this. Fear blinds, but faith builds. Isn't that amazing? Fear blinds, but faith builds. In this time, uh, what really amazes me is that there are many um, experts in the coronavirus. You know, many experts. And you know, where did they get their expertise from? From the College of Facebook and WhatsApp University. You know what I'm talking about. All these forwarded messages going around, all these articles being placed up online and all that. Now, I'm not saying it's wrong to actually go and uh, look for more information or to become educated on the issue. But what happens is that when we fill our minds and our thoughts with so much of these negative and bad reports, it actually blinds us. It actually uh, causes us to lose sight of what um, what God wants us to do or it causes us to lose sight, causes us to lose our vision. And you know what the Bible says about the loss of vision, right? The Bible says when there is no vision, the people perish. And one thing that will cause us to lose our vision is fear. Now, it's one thing to have um, eyes but not... Uh, you know, it's one thing to have eyes and, and not see. It's another thing to have sight but not have vision. We need to have vision even in this trying time, the vision of Him. And the illustration I will use um, is this. Um, I, I, like, I like riding motorcycles. And for some of you guys, you know, you're on, you like riding bicycles as well. It's the same principle. You know, when you are on something that only has two wheels, it is very important to look at where you want to go and not focus on where you don't want to end up. You know, when, you, when we ride a motorcycle, there's this thing called um, object fixation. What that means is that um, if you are taking a bend and if you focus on the things that you don't want to crash into, like for example, if you're going into a bend, you see a tree in front of you. If you look at that tree, by default, you will be going towards that tree. You will veer towards that tree. What you need to do is actually look at where you want to go, not at where you don't want to end up. And that principle is same for life as well. We don't, we should not just look at all the negative things because that dictates where we are headed, where our heart is headed. We should look to God. We should look to the Word of God. That is so important that we do so in this time. Now, very quickly, I'm going to tell you how can we fight fear and find faith. And in order to fight fear, we have to find faith three things it is first of all we need to seek god which is directional we need to see god which is deliberate being deliberate and we have to speak god and that is what we declare now the first point seek god proverbs 8 verse 17 says this i love those who love me says the lord and those who seek me find me and my question to us this morning is, what is your source? What are you connected to? What are you feeding on? Everything needs a source. The phone that I'm recording with today needs a source. It needs to be plugged in to be recharged. Um, 
our car needs a source, right? When we put petrol in, that's what keeps the car going. Similarly, we need energy sources. We need to eat, you know, and all these kind of things. Your spirit also needs a source to feed on. What are you feeding on? Are you feeding on just bad news or are you feeding on the Word of God? Can I challenge you this morning? Can I encourage you? Let's not just get updates, but let's get a download from the Lord Himself. Amen. We have a variety of resources that we can tap into. You know, the Bible is still there, available for us. There are lots of online sermons, podcasts that we can fill our spirits with. And even at SIBKL, we have this thing every night called the 10 at 10, praying for 10 minutes at 10 p.m., headed by Pastor Lee Chu. Participate in that. Build your spirit man in this time. Uh, you need to seek God because that is the direction in which you would go. And now is the best time for us to draw from the Lord and really build deep, right? Isaiah 55 verses 6 to 7 says this, Seek the Lord while you can find Him. Call on Him while He is near. Let the wicked change their ways and banish the very thought of doing wrong. Let them turn to the Lord that He may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to our God for He will forgive generously. Now is the best time to turn to God, to seek Him. We're all stuck at home, while some of you may still have to run your household and jobs to do, but the reality is most of us, has, most of us have more time on our hands. Let's use this time now to really seek God, to seek God and to build deep. You know, I'm reminded of an example in the New Testament. Paul who wrote the majority of the New Testament, uh, he wrote what we call the prison epistles, which are the books of uh, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and uh, Philemon or Philemon in confinement. He was in jail. He was in prison. But here's the amazing thing. While he was confined, but the Holy Spirit was not contained. The Holy Spirit could still move in him and through him and he was inspired to write five books, or four books rather, of the New Testament. Wow, even in this time, you can still seek God because he can still be found and he is still speaking to us even in this situation. The second point is this, see God, and that is being very deliberate. Colossians 3 verses 1 to 2 says this, Since you have been raised to new life, with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor of at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. Basically, when you seek God, then you're able to see God, and seeing God is a deliberate act of having the right perspective. Perspective is everything. Perspective is either your passport or your prison. Really, the way you see things, if you change the way you see things, the things you are seeing begin to change. Amen? And we need to have the mind of Christ, the perspective of God, and not just be so focused on how we see it in our own understanding. Right? Um, Romans 8, 5... 
to 6 says this, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh, listen to this, is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. I believe that if we seek God and we see from God's perspective, we will have life and we will have peace even in this uncertain time. Remember, God has a plan. God has a purpose for every pain. God has a reason for every season. And God can bring meaning even in the mundane. That is who our God is. Isaiah 55 reminds us, verses 8 to 9, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. God does not see the way we see and we would do ourselves a great favor if we start being connected to God and see things with spiritual eyes, spiritual understanding and not just our earthly understanding. Another way to see God and to be deliberate is to have an attitude of gratitude, to be thankful in this season. Philippians 4 verse 6 says this, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says this, Be thankful in all circumstances. Not some, not certain, but in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you, who belong to Christ Jesus. Practice an attitude of gratitude. Be grateful for the things that you have right now. Right? Some of you have great concerns. Some of you have great fears. But pause for a moment. Don't react. Don't be paralyzed. Don't cause it to blind you. Build. Respond. And focus on what you have, what is good right now. And it will mobilize you into greater faith. Here's something that we can change even in our languaging. Listen to this. You are not stuck at home. You are safe at home. Thank God that you have a home to stay in, to watch this from right now. And as, we, as you say that, it is now leading me to my last um, point, which is this, speak God. And that is what we declare. Proverbs 18 verse 21 says this, The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Words are extremely powerful and they are severely underestimated. Consider this, when God created the universe, He didn't mold it, He spoke it into existence. So listen to this, your words will form your worlds, right? Beware what you declare because you will claim what you proclaim. It is very easy to become negative, to only sprout negativity, to complain 
and to whine and to whinge and all of that. But what that does is it creates a negative atmosphere. Now, this is not some new age teaching or anything like that. It's biblical because words actually dictate atmospheres, just like how God created everything by speaking His word or by speaking the word. What are you speaking over your family right now? What are you speaking over your businesses, over your situation, over this whole current COVID-19 crisis? What are you speaking over? One way to actually be um, on the right track with our declaration is to pray. Because when we pray, we don't just think our prayer, we speak, we declare our prayer. When we go through prayer altars, why do we read lots and lots of scripture? Because we are declaring truth into our hearts but also into the atmosphere what you declare is extremely powerful what you declare is extremely powerful every night um, you know before my daughter um, goes to sleep right I'm declaring life over her I'm praying over her I'm praying that she will sleep through the night. I'm praying that she will be a good eater. I'm praying that she will be a good napper. I'm praying that she won't be, uh, you know, a handful and all these things. And for the most part, it actually works. But I'm also praying and declaring goodness of God, mercy of God, provision of God, and that she will walk in God's ways. And this is something that we can do right now. The words that you declare over your household, the words that you declare over your family, the words that you declare over your business and over the nation. Right now, it's time for the people of God to rise up in their decoration. And Ephesians 4.29 says this, Watch the way you talk. Let nothing foul or dirty come out of your mouth. Say only what helps each word a gift. Wow, look at that. Now to sum up, how do we fight fear and find faith three points seek god and that is directional see god be very deliberate in the way we see things and speak god having a declaration that brings life and not death amen you know right now we're approaching the end of our sermon and of our message this morning uh, thank you for tuning in but right now wherever you are if you have a family member that's listening uh, on or if you are logging in or tuning in for the first time to our SIBKL Family Together Online Service and this message left an impression on you. Now let me tell you, if it did, it's not because of my clever words or great delivery. No, it's the Holy Spirit that is speaking to you. It's God Himself speaking to you. So if you would like to give your life to Christ. If you will say, I have a lot of fears, but I want to surrender my fears now. And I want to have faith in Jesus Christ, the one who is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. I want to encourage you to do that. In a moment, you will see, um, if you continue watching this video, you will see a link that you can fill up your details in and we will connect with you. But if you are there with your family members, can I encourage you? Can I urge you? Just turn to them and ask them, would you like to receive Jesus? And then you can pray with them and for them. Amen. For the rest of us, I want to encourage us. We're going to be singing a closing song in a moment. 
But I'll leave you with this one thought. You see, fear says, what if? But faith declares, even if. How powerful is that? Fear will always say, what if? What if this? What if that? What if this doesn't happen? What if that happens? But fear declares, or faith declares rather, even if that happens, I'm going to stand firm. We will see a victory in God. And I believe that our, we are still yet to see the goodness of God. We will get through this season. We will weather this storm and we will rise again. Amen. Let's sing this closing song together. God bless you. Bless each and every one of you. Continue seeking Him. And let's close. Let's sing this song in anticipation and declaration. Amen.